0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey
1: everybody, Arch here and it is Friday and I'm talking with James. James, we're going to Fight Island today, right?
2: Yeah, we're off to uh, Abu Dhabi. No, we actually are, uh, boys. Me and Arch are off to Abu Dhabi. We've got front row seats to UFC 251. Do you uh, really? cannot wait. No.
1: Oh, I was like, fuck, no, man. No. How'd you
2: pull that? <laughs> no, obviously only the select few get to go, but I didn't even try to, you know, I'm not professional just yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, hopefully in the near future, but no, we've got such a great card this weekend. Um, it's been a two-week hiatus, hasn't it, since i would last been on, so yeah. you've had a break of me chatting a load of shite, but <laughs> unfortunately you got me back on tonight uh, today, so uh, yeah, it should be a good show. We are ready for you and your shite. Shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, know. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what have you been up to? Did you go out drinking last weekend? Because you guys finally got released, right? You can go outside again.
2: Um, Yeah, like obviously it was official that we could go out, but we're still under not necessarily strict rules, but they've relaxed them a little bit. Um, Obviously clubs, social, all sorts of social clubs like cinemas, et cetera, that are still closed. But they obviously allowed us to go out drinking and obviously they've all set up social distancing regulations and all that and you have to order online so you know obviously they prepared for it and yeah it's good to finally get out of the house not like I did before but we'll keep that under the cosh a bit oh okay but now okay. it's finally good to, <laughs> it's finally good to come out but, that's yeah. good so you didn't end up with a pikey wife
1: right
2: uh, surprisingly not oh, okay <laughs> we had to keep a low profile going into town because obviously like I said previously Taunton isn't the finest of uh <laughs> stomping grounds for us brits
1: <laughs> understood understood <laughs>
2: all right man well let's get to it you want to start at the top you know me too well we'll probably go from the top to bottom Is uh, that's all right with
1: you uh, that's that's fine the bottom is is pretty far down the bottom i'm you know, i'm just saying
2: yeah we've got a lot of fights this weekend haven't we Ooh, we do we do all right let's let's get to it man <laughs> let's, let's go um so obviously starting with the main event Kamara Isman versus Jorge Masvidal. Now, originally, obviously, any sort of UFC fan would know originally it was supposed to be Gilbert Burns. However, last Friday, he had to pull out, unfortunately, due to testing positive for COVID. And it's a bit of a shame, really, because he's probably one of the more active world to out there right now in the division. And in 2020, it's fair to say that he deserved a shot. But... Unfortunately, has to pull out, and um, you got to respect Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal, for stepping on on six days' notice to fight the champion. And I'm really, really looking forward to this one because, you you know, on six days' notice, you you still know Masvidal is going to bring it. And my God, what a fight it is to bring it! I mean, Kamara Usman's what sixteen and one at the top of my head. He's unbeaten in God knows how long. I think with a Masvidal, you know, he had that. Terrific 2019, knocked out Darren Till in uh, in London in my home country. Knocked out Ben Askren, which was the quickest knockout in the history of UFC, and then defeated Masvidal, uh, defeated Nate Diaz to win the uh, the BMF title. So it was a, it was the title shot was coming for Masvidal, but I think negotiations broke down, and then the UFC gave it to Burns. But it, it's good that he's finally got a shot. But this one isn't certainly going to be an easy ride for Masvidal because, <laughs> as you know, stepping in on short notice with that not, not much of a training camp, not time to prepare as dangerous as it gets, especially for a guy facing Usman. And I think with um, Masvidal, when you look at it on paper, he's got a clear striking advantage over Usman. And considering how hard it will be to enjoy the championship rounds he may have to sort of take a similar approach to the Aspen fight maybe try and get him done early however you you never know I think Usman's best bet really is to sort of take him down early on and just sort of control the fight because in terms of striking Usman he sort of lacks in terms of striking compared to Masvidan I'm not saying he's not a great striker because he proved it against Kobe Covington when he knocked him out but it just doesn't compare to Masvidal, and why would the champion want to go fist to fist with Masvidal when he could use his great wrestling background, obviously to threaten the floor? But with that being said, Masvidal' his defense and his wrestling is not that bad himself. But against a guy like Guzmán, you just don't know, and I think you never know. After I know, I said Masvidal's best bet is to get it early, but after 15 minutes or so, if the fight still lasts which I think it will, Um, Masvidal can sort of look for the finish, try and keep it on the stand-in. So it's it's certainly going to be an interesting one. But, you know, six days' notice against a guy like Kamaru Usman. I'm going to have to back the Nigerian nightmare on this one. (laughs) I'm going for an Usman by decision.
1: Usman by decision. All right, let's look at this. All right, so just the standard betting lines. Usman opened up minus 292, went down to minus 247. So that's an interesting little shift. Masvidal opened up 238, 205 now. So it looks like, you know, people are taking a a flyer on Masvidal just with payout what it is.
2: Mm, No, I'm not surprised because I've seen across social media how everyone's picking up Masvidal and they're looking forward to seeing him fight. And I mean when the fight's standard, he does have the power to put anyone in that welterweight division away. So if he can catch Usman clean early on, then who knows? But I, I don't see Masvidal winning on six days' notice. but you never know.
1: <laughs> you never know. So you've got him in, I'm sorry, decision or?
2: Yeah, by decision, Kamar Usman. Usman by decision is plus
1: 175. I like it. Decision, 175. All right, I you know I don't like laying that much necessarily minus two forty seven, but I think I probably will. I think Usman does take it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about decision. I don't know about that. But
2: well, what's your prediction then? Oh uh,
1: well, Usman wins. Let's just say it that yeah. way. I'll, I'll lay the two forty seven. I don't have the I don't have the the refined palate or the you know sensibilities you have. So.
2: I'll, I'll just oh, yeah, take a second. Well yeah, there yeah. All right. Next up. Oh wow. Kermain Yep. Bolkanovsky versus Max Holloway. There you, you go. Again, that's another cracker. We've obviously got three title fights this weekend. Um Wow. This this is just such a great fight. I'm looking forward to this one. I mean, Volkanovski He's unbeaten in 18. I think he has not lost a fight since 2013. Um, but, you know, it's such a it's such a tough one. Many, I, I I'm a big fan of Volkanovsky, but I'm also a big fan of Holloway. And I think going into that fight with Holloway the first time, Volkanovsky was very confident in his abilities, very determined to win the belt. And I think going into the fight, he was saying how, you know, all the challenges before Max Holloway, they all approached it wrong. Now I'm going to be the guy to beat him and dethrone the champion. And you know, fair play in my opinion, I think he won four rounds to four but he certainly dominated the fight and obviously got the belt now the rematch is here I think in the first fight Volkanovsky beat up Holloway a lot with the leg kicks and his timings in the way he explodes and attacks so if Holloway you know doesn't sort of if he hasn't prepared correctly for the fight with Volkanovsky, then we could go see it go the same way but Like I said, I love to back Holloway. He's one of the reasons why I follow UFC. He's such a great fighter. And I think what didn't fill me with confidence going into this week was when Holloway said, I don't know if I'm getting it word for word, but he said something like, I haven't done much sparring over training, sort of camp and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know if the fight will go the same way, but Volkanovski executed the fight, the perfect game plan to, to defeat a guy like Holloway in the first fight. And I think he'll look to do the same again, both elite strikers, but I think we'll see the exact same decision. Really. I've got Volkanovski by decision.
1: Volkanovski by decision. So he opened up minus 201. He's shifted down to minus 213. So, I mean, it's not a big shift, but it is a shift. So Mm. Holloway opened up plus 171. He's plus 180 now. So it looks like, yeah, it looks like Volkanovski should take it. Mike Perry convinced me that you don't necessarily need a corner, right? Or much sparring or, (laughs)
2: <laughs> that 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 is that's very true and um i don't know if you saw what happened to mike very recently no what happened but did, um, did, did she leave him already well she might do after this i think um he was at a club or something at a bar over in america wherever he lives and i think some blokes or some guys were chatting up his girlfriend decided to let's just say he decided to sort of beat everyone up and he Punched an old man, knocked him out, apparently, and hit a couple of women as well, apparently, so he's just certainly in the trouble with the u f c and he's he's just crazy man, I'm just you know you don't go around bars beating up women and other blokes and old men, but yeah, but on the flip side, you don't go talk <laughs> to a
1: crazy motherfucker's girlfriend either, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you they certainly sort of knew what they were in for with Mike Perry. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, you, you just never know. It's unpredictable with Mike Perry. And obviously, this corner, you don't need that much sparring. But th- this is different. This is for a world championship fight. I mean, Mike Perry, with no disrespect, he's nowhere near a sort of title fight. But for Max Holloway, <laughs> you need some sort of training for a guy like Holloway. Moknowski, uh, excuse me.
1: All right, so you've got Volkanovsky the Volkanovski decision. Yes sir. That's plus 105. Decision plus 105. Oh. No. This is a close fight. I don't think I'm going to I personally I don't think I'm going to lay any money on it, but mm. c- gun to my head, I probably would take Holloway with that payout because it's it the the implied probability with Max Holloway being plus 180 is 35 like thirty five point seven hmm. percent. You're telling me Holloway doesn't have a thirty six percent chance to win the fight.
2: To be honest, I think he's got more of a thirty five percent chance. To win. I don't think they're doing that uh, sort of justice towards Holloway. I think they're sort of overlooking him a bit. You know, don't get me wrong. Holloway used to be the champion himself. Don't think I think a fair few have forgotten about that. He's one of the greats of featherweight. I mean, if he goes back. Tomorrow and reclaims his title, then that just secures him as one of the the greats. I mean, he's just got such a versatile game, and he's just he's just so unbelievably good. But you know, he, he does have a chance. I'll give you that. And this is this is a fifty fifty split. It's tough to put your money on a clear winner because it's it's up in the air. Like I said, it's a fifty fifty coin okay. toss, really. You just don't
1: know. Right. So you've got the decision. I'm going to lean Holloway. I'm not going to pull the trigger. If you're an action junkie, if you have to bet every single fight, hmm. James is saying Volkanovski. I'm saying just throw some money on Holloway, plus 180, you know? Take, get, get, no, no, get paid. why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Yan and Aldo.
2: Pieter Yan versus Jose Aldo. This, this is a tough one, man. I think... Oh, I, uh, Jan, he's unbeaten in nine. There's obviously one, obviously like I say, he's unbeaten in nine. He's certainly been a revelation in the UFC. He's unbeaten in the promotion. He's very versatile, Jan, but mainly sort of well-known for his striking. And on paper, you know, he doesn't have the sort of CV that Aldo has, but on paper, he has skills. We, we would say We would say resume, resume over here. <laughs> yeah, resume. just to clarify, he has the—he doesn't have the resume. There we go. There we go, <laughs> on Aldo. Um, it, it's a tough one. Everyone's sort of favouring Jan on this one, but I want to try and be a bit optimistic and try and be in Aldo's corner, try and sort of give him some tips and sort of give people um, ways in which Aldo can win because... When you look at it on paper, Jan's resume, <laughs> he, hasn't, <laughs> so, he hasn't defeated the sort of the good contenders in that division. I mean, he beat Joao Faber in his last fight. Don't get me wrong, he's a legend of the game, but he's getting on a bit. He beat Jimmy Rivera. Again, not a well-established high-rate bantamweight. Then John Dodson. Again, not a high-rated fighter. So, with Aldo, uh, he lost his last fight on his debut to Marlon Moraes my personal opinion I think Aldo edged that it was the controversial one and then he lost to Volkanovski before that but (laughs) it really is a tough one I think Aldo we need to see the old Josie Aldo for this fight I think he needs to sort of go back to the leg kicks which were just on another level back in the day I think we need to see a vintage performance and that sort of aspect from Aldo and, and going into this one, I mean, he's got the, the better resume and the better record and all that. So, but he's still the underdog going into this one and we haven't seen the best of Yan yet, in my opinion. So this, this is again, my, my head says Yan, but my heart wants Aldo because, you know, they're both similar in terms of they've got a great striking ability. You know, they've got great cardio to last the full five rounds. I think it's, it, this one, in my opinion, will go, the five rounds because like I said I say they both got good cardio but Petr Jan I don't think I think he's only had one fight in his whole career that's gone past the third round so it'll be very interesting to see how he deals going into the championship rounds because obviously Aldo he's been in that game for a long long time he's a former champion I've been in 10 years so we never know but I know i big Aldo up a lot on this sort of preview uh, but I think it goes to a decision. (laughs) Oh, guns in my head. I want, like I said, heart, uh, Aldo, but I'm going for Yan by decision.
1: Yan by decision. All right. Yep. That gets you plus 275. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right, uh, the, the the money lines. Yan uh, opened up minus 226. He's minus 213 now, so he's getting better. Aldo mm. opened up plus 194. He's plus 180 now, and he's getting worse. Mm. So it looks like, you know, people are. this is the same case. People are throwing some money on the underdog. Mm. Enough money to make the line move. I, I, you know, I think I will take a piece of this. I'm going to bet Aldo to win. Really? Yeah, I'm going to take that
2: plus 180. Have you got a uh, round decision <laughs> are you just taking Aldo? I'm
1: still trying to get my I I'm still, you know, baby stepping my way through all the UFC. I I, I, I haven't got the round decision thing yet. <laughs> Figured no. out.
2: <laughs> no. But
1: I like Aldo plus the 180. Again, give me a 36% chance for Aldo to win the fight.
2: Mm, no, 100%. Obviously, I like I said in my heart I want Aldo because he's just been in around the game for a long time. He knows the deal and I think the pair have sparred before. And I think from what I heard, um, one of the coaches was favoring Aldo in this fight. But then again, it was Aldo's coach, so the bias could be there, but (laughs) (laughs) you never know. I mean, i really, I'm a big fan of Aldo. He's one of the greats, but I hope he gets the job done. But Jan is just a killer in that division right now, you you know, it's a 50-50 split. He's
1: he's minus 213 for a reason. Let's, you know, so
2: Mm. yeah.
1: All right. Oh, next up. Now,
2: this is going to be a very interesting one as well. I'm, I like the looks of uh, this fight. Uh, Jessica Andruaj versus Rose Namunis. Now, obviously, we all remember that iconic moment when Rose knocked out Joanna young J check the first time and everyone went mad because Joanna was the... Strawweight uh, Queen, excuse me, the Strawweight Queen back in the day, and everyone was saying who was going to be the woman to beat, Ioana, and then the Rose to do what she did, sensational. And I think, although she her last fight was against Andrade, she lost, she lost the title. Did and not look good. Many, did not look good no, in that fight. No, she didn't look too great. And I think after that she took some time off she's like, she was very cautious as to whether or not she wants to come back whether or not she wants to step in the cage so you've got to respect her for coming back in, stepping up against the guy, uh, woman, excuse me she lost to originally um, yeah, like I said, you've got to give her some respect very, both fighters I think is just a more experienced fighter she's been around the game for a while but like I said, Rose, the first she's his former champion I think this is a tough one I think Nami Yunus has got to be very cautious going into this fight because the same result could happen in the exact same way she's got to keep the distance by literally moving naturally jumping in and out of the range sort of using her jab ability to advantage over Andrade and I think she's got good power over the Brazilian Um, like I said what Nami Yunus will want to do is to avoid Antourage's ability just to sort of her power just to knock out anyone in that division. Um with that being said, I think just with her movement and her sort of technical ability and her reach and the sort of the well rounded skills on the feet, uh, I think Nami Yunus will take this one. I I, I like Nami Yunus a lot in this fight, I think. On she's just 50-55. I mean, like I said, she beat Nami Yunus, but then she lost immediately to Wei Lee, and I think this would be the perfect comeback for Rose, and I'm going for a decision victory for Namu Yunus.
1: All right. Rose, Thug Rose by decision is plus 175. All right. Got gotcha you in there. Let's see. So on, Jessica opened up plus 160. She's plus 171 now, so no, mm. not many people are taking her, it looks like. Uh Rose opened up minus 187. She's minus 202 now. Mm. So she's she's getting worse and Jessica's getting better. Uh I don't like this one at all. I think you're right. I think Rose should win. Mm. But she's such a fucking head case, man. She's mental. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just don't know what to what to make of her. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I would lean with you. I, I'm not gonna yeah bet my own money on this one but if you're an action junkie like I said you need to bet every fight probably Thug Rose hmm. I don't know is Jessica Andrade is kind of undefeated against uh, you know mental patients whose coaches have groomed them to be their <laughs> wife since they were teenagers <laughs>
2: there, you're all right. I mean, she obviously has beaten her before, but I, no, I agree with you. I think it's, it's, it's this is a close one to call. You just never know. But like I said, gun to my head. Yeah. I'm Eunice. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a Eunice by decision, plus 175. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Next. The next one? This yeah. is this is a weird one. This I'm surprised she's returned. Yeah, Paige Van Zandt versus Amanda Ribas. I think they were, the pair were originally scheduled to fight a couple months ago early this year but I think Kay, uh, Paige has suffered with an injury I think it was an arm injury or something I don't know but the fight never went ahead so it's taking place now this is her last fight in the UFC and I don't think she's been very vocal as of yet in terms of her wanting to sign on and stay on in the MMA industry because I think Paige obviously she's a part-time model as well I believe top so she's sort of loving that sort of industry, whereas with Rivas, she's certainly an up-and-coming prospect. Uh, she's 9-1 and and uh, she's unbeaten in the UFC, I believe, at the top of my head, and I think this is this is a good fight. I think Van Zant is a great grappler, but, you know, with all the, the Rivas, she's Brazilian, she's got that big jiu-jitsu advantage, etc., etc. so she's greater in that sort of department she's a black belt in judo i believe and in jiu-jitsu but her wrestling has sort of enabled reba to sort of take control of over her fellow opponents over the recent times and i think fanzan the best bet for her is to sort of try and keep the fight standing where she's where she's she's pretty decent on the standing she's got good striking she's got a couple of knockout wins under her belt but she doesn't hold that many notable wins over the bigger fighters. So, this is primarily one of her biggest fights to date. So, Van Zandt is very tough. She's got the speed and the movement to cause rebounds and problems. But, you know, the Brazilian, she's 9 1, she's hungry. Oh, I've got back rebounds in this one. I think she gets it done by a, a ooh, second round submission. Mm.
1: Rebust by submission. Plus 105. Wow. Mm. I can't believe you're getting that. I can't believe you're getting that at all.
2: <laughs> a lot of people tend to favor Rebus for a decision. I think many are back in the full 15. Somewhere.
1: She opened up Rebusted, 643. She's minus mm. 825 now jesus yeah it's one of the biggest <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous so 100 it's it's yeah van zant opened up plus 465 she's 550 now plus 550 now so vegas <laughs> is giving you know no chance to Paige to win this fight no <laughs> chance and i'm shocked you're getting a plus line at, at you know even on, on a submission a, a minus 825 favorite it's getting a plus line on submission and uh and uh decision so plus 105 plus 110 either way for rebus hey good luck with that (laughs) you probably that's probably easy money too rich for my blood i'm gonna sit this one out
2: yeah i don't blame you to be honest it's it's, it's one-sided bite about on paper when you look at it (laughs) all
1: right oh good we got some names that you can pronounce
2: The featured Volkan Uzdemir, I've nailed that one, versus Christ. Yuri Projashka uh Projeka. Oh god's I'll probably bitch that one. Yuri Projaska, the Czech Republic. I'll just call him the Czech guy. The Czech guy. The Czech the Czech guy, yeah. <laughs> um I'm liking to looks so like this one. This is such this this has all the ingredients to be one of the fights of the night. I'm heavily looking forward to this one, I think. Volkan Usdemir. His nickname is No Time, I believe. And if you've watched his fights, he lives up to that nickname. He's got a lot of first round knockouts under his belt. And he was going into the UFC on a roll, couple fights unbeaten, I think. And he got a shot against Daniel Cormier, who was then champion, lost. And then he went on a two fight losing streak after DC to Smith and then to Reyes. So he's got back on track recently. I think he beat Ieri Lafitte and then. Defeated a rising contender in Aleksandr Rakic uh, last December, I think. The The thing is, they're, they're both similar fighters. Vulcan uh, is two inches or two or three inches smaller than Giri. This is going to be a tough fight for Vulcan. With Giri, he's making his UFC debut. He's 26 and 3. Oh my God, he's got so many. I think eight of his last 10 wins have come by a knockout in the first round. He's unbeaten in 10. So to get eight wins by a knockout in the first round, it's very, it's a scary thought for Vulcan. And like I said, I think 23 of his wins have come by a forward knockout. So it's certainly going to be a tough one. In I do not expect this fight to last the full distance. Saying that, I'll probably jinx it now. I'll probably go, <laughs> 4.15, it'll be a boring <laughs> fight. Um, both are going to be guns blazing right from the get-go. The heavy strikers. With Vulcan, obviously, he's the smaller bloke. And I think going into this one, he's got to use his kickboxing ability just to sort of maintain that rage and sort of keep out of striking distance of Yuri. But Vulcan's a more experienced fighter in terms of the UFC aspect, whereas Yuri's making his debut. But... I'm going to back the debutant and this one. I'm going for a Pajash- Yuri Pajashka win Ooh. by a second round TKO. Wow. Mm. I like it. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> there,
1: yeah. You won't hear it anywhere else either. There um, no, you <laughs> yeah. uh, Vulcan opened up minus 156. He's minus 150 now. So a little bit of shift. Mm. No, I mean, nothing major. Yuri opened up plus 135 and he's plus 130 now. So another little shift right there. Nothing, Nothing too crazy here second round tko let's see well let's just see yuri wins by wow i can't find it now i just had it up and now it's disappeared on me vulcan there we go vulcan wins by just period wins by tko ko submission plus 125 that's not bad That's not bad so let's get you in plus 125 here this is another fight that looks to me to be like you said, you, you've been harping this too close, too close to call for me. I would probably, I'd probably lean against you. I'd probably take mm. Vulcan plus, minus the 150, but I don't like it enough to, to bet. I think it's, I think it's probably way too close to call.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think someone's getting knocked out in this fight and you know, they both got a great power in their hands. Uh, anything can happen tomorrow night. So yeah, if, you, if you're a gambling man and you're very risky with your bets, you know, take either one where I finish, but you know, I would I wouldn't blame you if you just sort of sat this one out and put your money elsewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sit sit it out if you're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Vulcan Vulcan wins in the second round plus five fifty. Oh there you go. Okay. Oh, this is another one for you to pronounce. Here we go.
2: Oh god. Uh Elizu. Zaleski versus DeSantos versus um, Muslim Sadikov. I don't know about that one. Not Not bad. bad. (laughs) Um, Zaleski, DeSantos, lost in his UFC debut to Derby. And ever since then, he's gone on such a great winning streak. I think he's seven straight at the top of my head. Or he's on a good streak at the moment. Um, I think he's got three inches reach of the uh, Salikov and they're both they're very, 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 very good sort of strikers and that's sort of the welterweight division and I'm really, this is another fight I'm looking forward to I think Salikov's produced so many, well a fair few great highlight reel knockouts over in recent times he's 16-2 and two, and he's a sort of he's a bit of a versatile fighter as well but I think this one's sort of going to stay standing and who's sort of got the edge in terms of the striking and uh, it's, it's a tough one I think in terms of the technical wise I think Selikov's more well-rounded he's got, the better, he's got the kickboxing he's got the striking in terms of the well-rounded and sort of different approaches when it comes to striking I think Selikov sort of isn't the favourite on that one I think Zaluski likes to mix it up Sileski's takedowns could sort of put the cat amongst the pigeons, as we like to say, and sort of go to surprise Salikov. But he's got he's got good um, wrestling d- defense, so you never know. So if Salikov can keep it standing where he is, honestly, a real knockout artist, I think we'll see someone getting knocked out, and I'm going for a, a Salikov by a second round TKO.
1: Oh, second round TKO. All right, let's look at here. They both opened up minus 107. So mm. either side, minus 107. Uh, D- Salikov is minus 137 now. DeSantis is plus 119. Yeah. It kind of surprised me it moved this much because on paper, you look at these stats, it looks really close. Hmm. What do you? Yeah, I just, and you've got Salikov. I'm, you know, when I, when I was looking at it this morning, I said, I'm going to bet DeSantis.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, So I'm still, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take him plus 119.
2: Don't don't let me change your mind. No, no, no. (laughs) Let's
1: see. So go ahead.
2: No, like I said, um, Zaleski's got the more experience on paper. So they're both sort of experienced and they like to mix it up Zaleski. So you you never know, but I'm back in Selikov. Like I said, don't let me sway your mind there. I think. You put your money on Sileski, <laughs> and I'll be sure to laugh it in your face later when Sileski uh, wins. there you go. Uh,
1: so TKO Salikov is mm. plus one eighty-seven. Mm. That's not a good number. One eighty-seven. You know, that's not a, no. that's not a good number. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Yeah, so got you in. All
2: right, locked and loaded. We can move on. We can move on because we still got a fair few, I think, that's mm-hmm. on my head. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've just got to go through each one quickly now. Um, Maquan uh, Amikani versus Danny Henry. Uh, Maquan is a weird one. He's been in a, around the combat sports MMA game for a while, but his resume, as you'd call it, doesn't sort of back that. He's 15 and four. <sighs> he's, he's sort of in and around the contention sort of, the, in terms of the featherweight area he sort of gets the opportunity but then he bottles it yeah, and i like the looks of uh oh Christ, probably going to i'm just going to say mark onan on Amakani. um i like him in terms of a lot of his wins have come via a uh by a submission so he loves to he's, he's got great Ground game, but he showed that he's got the explosiveness early on. Because I think, top of my head, I remember him briefly a couple of years back finishing a guy with a flying knee immediately, not to melt within inside 20 seconds. So he he can show he's got the explosiveness, but on the mat is where he does his damage. And I think with Danny Henry, he's 12 and three, so he's sort of up and coming that sort of aspect, but. It really is a tough one. Is he really up
1: and coming? Is he really up and coming or is he just kind of there?
2: Well, that's true. I think he's he's, he's the same with Mark one. I think. Yeah. Like I said, in that sort of aspect, they're up and coming in terms of they get they sort of – this is their opportunity to yes. make themselves an up yeah. and coming contender because it's the perfect matchup on paper. I think they've both got similar records, 12, 3, 15, 4, so they're both there or thereabouts. Henry, uh, I think he's got a defeat over to Ige, so he's sort of shown his vulnerability in terms of the aggression sort of side. Whereas Mark One, if he can sort of take him down early and use the wrestling to surprise Henry, then we could see a sort of a tough night at the office for Henry. And I'm going for a Mark One on Makani by a first round
1: submission. First round submission. Hmm. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Uh, I don't like this fight, though.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not particularly fond of this one.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Maquan opened up minus 175. He's minus 194 now. Clear clear favorite. Uh, Henry opened hmm. up plus 150. He's plus 165 now. This is just to win the fight. Yeah, I don't like this. I I, I, would, I would lean Maquan. Maquan, yeah? Maquan, yeah. And I would <laughs> lean him that way. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull the trigger. Let's see. Your first round submission. Oh boy, I can't find anything today. Everything's all moved around. First round submission. Oh I was looking around. Ugh, God. Everything's this is a fucking nightmare. Plus 350. <laughs> Plus three fifty that oh no, excuse me. Plus one twenty five that Mach One wins by decision, period. That's not bad. Mm. Plus one twenty five. If you want to look at first round specifically, mm. plus 350. If you're sure he's going to win in the first round, plus
2: 350. Mm. There you go. Well, yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, first round submission. So if you want to stick some cheeky money on that, you never know. You never know. First round submission. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's not the most entertaining of the fights in terms of on paper. Don't? Yeah. But um, moving on, Leonardo Santos versus Roman Bogdorf. Santos is seventeen and three. He's he's getting on a bit. I think he's he turned forty earlier this year, and it's. I think with this one, the experience sort of might pay off from this one. It's a lightweight belt. Uh, Roman is ten and zero. I think he's certainly up and coming. In obviously, I want to keep his unbeaten streak going and it it really is a tough one to call I think Bob he sort of relies on the wrestling and sort of he he obviously prefers it when he's in control on the mat and that's when he's sort of dangerous but obviously when it comes to a guy like Santos and the experience in his uh, jiu-jitsu then it might it might be a tough one for Roman Um, the stand up sort of doesn't favour Bogatov really. I think we've got that sort of stereotype that all Russians are wrestlers. And with Bogatov, he's certainly a ground game expert as well. He's, He's very easy to hit. And I think with Santos, he's certainly developed in recent times anyway, some great power. So I think he'll have to survive the early pressure. And I think with Bogatov, he'll sort of have to rely on sort of age being a factor and sort of look to exploit that in a way because obviously like I said Santos is 40 he might be getting on a bit so the sort of youthfulness in Bogtov it might catch him early but I, I don't see that happening I think the experience might pay off in this one I think Santos will win by a first round I'm going for another first round submission here First round. Wow. Yeah. He
1: doesn't even need that much experience <laughs> to win the first round. <laughs> no, let's, uh, let's see. Santos opened up minus 181. He's minus 169 now. Mm. Uh, Roman opened up plus 155, plus 145 now. So it mm. looks like people are throwing, you know, throwing a few, few bucks on, on Roman. Mm. He's what? He's 10 and 0 now? He yeah, hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't fought in the big time yet.
2: No, this is probably many, well, say many, probably a fair few of backing him because of that good record and, you know, he'll want to sort of make a claim and get himself up there in terms of the lightweight division in the near future. So I can see why they put money on him. He's coming, he's got the 10-0 record, so I can see it. But I think experience will sort of need paired okay. back to him this okay. one. It's going to be a tough one. All right,
1: plus 175. You're getting a uh, No. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, Leonardo pl- uh, by submission period plus 175 any round. Specifically the first round you're getting plus 500 there.
3: Hm.
1: Yeah, so there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean Roman here. Just I like to yeah. pay, I like the payout. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna lean it though. Not not gonna pull the trigger.
2: <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think we still got a fair few to go through. Yeah, so
1: four fights, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I believe so. So we'll move swiftly on. This is, uh next one's a heavyweight clash between Marcin Tybulla and Maxim Grishin. I believe Grishin has stepped in on a week's notice. I think originally it was supposed to be Alexander Romanov. And um certainly Gonna be a tough one for Grishin. Obviously, it's not easy for a fighter step in on a week's notice. And with Tibura, he's got a lot of uh, experience in the sort of heavyweight contention and he's been in and around the game for a fair bit, so step in against Marson, who's experienced in the UFC, he's got the resume again he's beaten some recent guy uh, decent guys recently, so again, for a guy like Maxime to come in on a week's notice to sort of put on a winning performance, it's going to be a tough one. However, <laughs> with, oh, is, is, this was a, uh, I want to back Tibero in this one, but anything could happen. I think Grishin, he's more of a naturally, in my opinion, he's a natural light heavyweight who sort of adapts to the striking. That may face him, and obviously early on, if someone's his opponent's catching him early on, he sort of does adapt, he'll do his way best to adapt to that and sort of stay out of range and not become an easier target. So he sort of keeps himself out of way in terms of that. And I think with Grishin for this fight, I think he's really going to have to do it again because, like I said, he's naturally a hair light heavyweight and step up to two sixty five. It's, it's going to be a tough one, but I think Grishin does have the speed advantage, like I said, because he's a light heavyweight. So he's got less, he's, he's got a cut more weight, but he's more quick in terms of on his feet, in terms of on his strikes. But I don't know if he's got the well-rounded arsenal to sufficiently make up for the size, uh, size decrease when it comes to, like I said, he's a light heavyweight naturally. So does he have the technical ability to go up to heavyweight and sort of mix it up against a guy like Tabar who's a solid kickboxer and he'll look to sort of test questions wrestling and you never know. I think this one will go to a decision. I I never like to bet fighters who are stepping in on short notice because obviously they haven't prepared for that set fighter and it's always a tough one coming in on short notice. So I'm going for a Tibera by decision.
1: Tibera by decision. Uh, This one's minus uh, 110 both sides. Mm. It's it's an absolute coin flip here. Mm. So you've got, I, <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate your play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna lean it. I'm gonna lean it with you. I'm not gonna pull the trigger. It's too close for too close for me. Mm. Uh, let's see. Tyburn wins by decision plus two twenty.
2: All right. There you go. All right. Next up, Christ, I'm probably going to butcher this one versus uh, Zogas Zumagulov. (laughs) Again, we'll just take that one. Uh, Piver came into the UFC on a 12-fighting beating streak. He was on an absolute roll, but I think he lost to Kaikara France. And I think he's had some bad luck in recent times. So he wanted to sort of make up for loss. Time really, and he'll want to get back on the winning streak. But I think he came back in February, and I think he beat Mark De La Rosa with like a late right hand in the second round. So again, he'll want to look to add to that winning streak and sort of put those early defeats behind him. And against a guy like Zumagilov, cross, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one, I think. Zugalov, he's 13 and three he's had his shots in recent like in various promotions over the in the flyweight division so certainly a well-established flyweight in that aspect but um again i believe he came up against a former flyweight contender in ali bugartinov probably butchered that one and fell short really and I think he lost fire decision so it, it's a tough one I think they're both strikers they're both going to want to keep it standing I think Paiva will sort of want to use to want to sort of use his versatility in a, a guy like Zugalov because like I said they're both heavy strikers but uh, Paiva sort of has the edge in terms of the wrestling and on the ground. So whereas with Zuglov, he's very explosive and he'll look to sort of rush and close the distance on his opponents. And that might give him some issues because Paiver loves, loves the fights. He loves the strike in. So I think Paiver is very more crisper and more well-rounded with his striking decent on the floor. So I think Zumaglov's best bet is to try and sort of outstrike him and take it to the judges but with his leg attacks but I, I, I don't see that happening I think Paiva's more of a experienced well-rounded fighter and I think he's got the edge in terms of the striking range sort of outpoint uh, Zumagulov and I think he'll take this one by decision
1: Paiva wins by decision? Yep. Yeah, I like that, I like that it, it. I can't find much reason to not back pa- Paiva here.
3: Mm.
1: Uh, he opened up, th- maybe this is, maybe this will slow us down. Minus 181 is where he opened. He's minus 174 now. So he's getting a little bit better. The other guy, I'm not even going to try. Mm. He's plus 155. <laughs> he's plus 149 now. So it looks like people might be backing him a little bit, but I just don't, yeah. s- I just don't see it. Minus 174 is a little high, but I'm still, I'm going to lay it. I'm actually going to bet Paiva to win the fight. Minus 174. Mm. Your decision here. Let's see here. I just <laughs> too many windows today. Um, Piva by decision. Plus one plus
3: 120.
1: Mm. There you go. All right. So
2: that's that. And we got these two other stellar fights to talk about. <laughs> uh, the next one is Carol Rosa versus Vanessa Mello. It's I believe it's a bantamweight clash, and I think Rosa's a former training partner of Andrei. I think she made her debut. Uh, I think she's she's a very good finisher. She likes to sort of a couple of uh, wins have come via stoppage, and four of them have come via TKO, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think. Vanessa Mello is stepping up on short, she stepped up on short notice recently to face Aldana. And obviously when you step up on short notice against a woman like Aldana, you're going to come up short. I believe she lost. So again, she stepped up recently against a woman like Tracy Cortez. And again, <laughs> lost via judges scorecards. And I think Carol, even though she gives up a two inch reach, to Mello. Oh, I think, no, sorry, I'm giving that the wrong way around. Um, Mello's got the two inches less than Rosa. She's Her record's not perfect if I'm going to be honest with you. Mello is 10 and 7. With Rosa, she's 12 and 3 and she's been very impressive recently. She's improved that she's capable of competing with the sort of contenders in the division. She's got, a, in my opinion, I think this is going to be an easier, easy, well, not an easy, easy fight, but it's going to be a comfortable fight for Rosa. I think in terms of the way they both fight, they're both similar in terms of the striking. I think um, Rosa's sh- sort of striking and counters she'll be able to deal with a woman like Mena because she's just very poor when it comes to taking shots. And again, her counters aren't great. And for a woman like Rosa, who's 12 and three, she's coming up. She's very significant in her strikes. Uh, I think with Rosa, I think in one of her recent fights against Procopio, she landed over 11 strikes per minute. So she's very quick, she's very explosive. So she'll want to... It's going to be a tough night at the office for Melo because she doesn't have the ability to put people away and (sighs) I'm, I'm leaning towards Rosa in this one, but I think Rosa's just going to pick Mello apart for the full 15. I'm going for a decision.
1: Rosa decision. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And it opened up minus 200 for Carol Rosa, plus 170 for Mello, And then it just took off. It's now Carol Rosa minus 240, Vanessa Mello 200. Mm. It's a little too much. I think you're, you're right. Just looking at that really quick, it looks like Rosa's going to win. Without, yeah. yeah without much of a problem let's see decision for Rosa is wow minus 125 for decision mm. that's your first that's your first chalky line right there that's your first <laughs> ne- That's your first negative line I'm with you though I, I think Rosa wins I only lean it if you're like I said if you just want to throw money on every fight it's probably Rosa
2: mm.
1: alright the last one
2: final fight uh, Martin Davey versus Davey Grant um I, this isn't the most interesting of fights really they're both sort of inactive I don't think Grant's fought since 2019 whereas Davey hadn't fought a bit even longer I think his last fight was in November of 2018 and I think he had an unsuccessful series and an unsuccessful bid in the Contenders series and Dana White's. So I think he he was on a he was on a good role. He was on a three consecutive win streaks, uh win victory, sorry, and that sort of set him up against uh Christ I'm probably gonna butcher this one, uh Pingyong Liu, a Chinese fighter, and ultimately lost his uh, I think it was via decision and like you said, he's been inactive recently and I don't think the coronavirus has helped him because I think he was going to fight recently. He's had several injuries over the years and again, both these fighters, they don't really, they don't really stand out but I'm, I'm torn with this one. I think with Martin's weaknesses, I think what's cost him is his grappling. He doesn't have the ability on the ground and Grant shows that he's not shy of taking the fight to the floor. So he's got a decent ground game there. But um, Martin's sort of got the habit with leading kicks and sort of not being prepared to have them caught and eventually may lead to a takedown or Davey eventually going on to catch him with a counter. So it's it's a tough one. I'm going for a ground fire decision purely because... Day has not fought in such a while and this isn't this isn't the best of fights to pick really I think Grant is a better striker a better strike a better better wrestler sorry (laughs) because it's been a long day a better wrestler I mean not a striker than the likes of Liu and Day who've obviously he's fought recently and I think with Day like I said he doesn't do well against the wrestlers against the sort of good grapplers in the division, so I'm going for a Grant by decision. I think he's gonna frustrate him on the floor for four fifteen. I don't think he's got any response because like I said, he hasn't fought since two thousand and eighteen, I believe, day, so I don't think he's gonna help him.
1: I don't hate that play. Uh, Let's see. Mm. Day opened up minus one seventy five. He's minus one sixty three now. So for some yeah. reason, he's the favorite. Grant opened up plus 150. He's plus 140 now. So we're seeing yeah. another case where it looks like people are back in the underdog. I don't yeah. hate that play. I think you're right. I don't. Uh, does Dave remember how to fight anymore? It's been so long.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I mean, obviously, everyone throws the word ring rust in contention when you haven't fought in such a while. And I think many many people don't think that's an issue. Like, ring must doesn't exist I, I personally think it does and if you haven't fought for such a long time you just don't you you don't have that sort of mindset i know it's going to be in an empty arena but still just that walk to the octagon let alone you haven't had that in such a long time right, i think that's right. going to be a big factor coming into this fight yeah
1: so i'm going to lean with you uh i'll take mm. grant and lean I, I don't know if i'm going to pull the trigger um ramp by decision is plus 260. It's not bad. Mm. Not bad. You're, no. you're getting pain on that one if it, if it pans out. <laughs> so that is it. The whole card. <laughs> the whole on, card. Well done. Done well. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I learned a few things today. I learned that uh, Paige Van Zant is a model for good reason.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's probably going to focus on that if she doesn't sign a, a new UFC deal after the fight. Because this is her last one. So yeah, it's probably going to focus on that. <laughs> Protect your face, Paige. <laughs> What
1: else has been going on you how's your podcast going you've got a separate side podcast right not a side but this is your side podcast you've got a main podcast
2: yeah um obviously don't don't get me wrong don't get me wrong arch i enjoy my time here and i completely love coming on every i made Friday. you i made you who you are don't forget that you made me relevant <laughs> in the podcast industry um no i think recently one of my uh, co-workers we just were like you know we want to Former podcast and um, yeah, we set that up recently and um, it's going well. Recently, we got a couple of guests on, and I think in England, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Guy Mervy, but with English football fans, uh, he's a well-known commentator. He's probably one of the best in the business, so it's good to have him on as the first guest. And recently, we had Adam Catterall on, who is BT Sports' leading sort of UFC expert. So it's good to have him on oh, really? as well, and he was, yeah, he, he was a good one. He was entertaining. If you haven't watched it, he was, he was gassing up this weekend's car, and he was, he was he was so excited. He made he made the show a lot entertaining, to be fair. So, yeah, we've had some fun recently, and hopefully we can don't make that continue.
1: You give us any tips on betting? No, no, no. no.
2: He, he was very well. He was just like immediately off the box. Masvidal to win. He's well, a Masvidal fan. If you can't tell, I guess so. So, so I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't <laughs> say too much into that. Um, he was on the same page as me. I think he said Volkanovski by decision, and I think he said Yarn by decision as well. So, you know what they say: great minds think alike. <laughs> there you go.
1: There you go. So, where can they find your podcast?
2: um we've got our own facebook page called the sports podcast and if you search on facebook then you'll find various links to the youtube channel and all our recent videos so yeah head over to the facebook page i think we've been going for just under two weeks and we've nearly got over 200 followers it's not too bad hey not bad so yeah we're getting about so yeah we would appreciate any form of support the sports podcast on facebook sports sesh
1: s-e-s-s-h Yep. Okay, <laughs> correct. Cool. <To> Making sure. <laughs> All right, man. Is there anything else we need to know?
2: No. I mean, obviously, UFC, we're back. We haven't had the fight card in, in two weeks. So, And to have three title fights in the first card on uh, Abu Dhabi Fight Island, I mean, no one thought that this was going to happen. So if you don't stay up for this one, well speaking from a uk standpoint i mean the americans have it all easy if you don't stay up for this one i mean you can pretty much call yourself a casual because this is going to be an entertaining show that's right you casuals we'll be casual <laughs> all right james get, get out of here we we'll talk for an hour <laughs> take care mate
1: bye
0: information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations